Feral Friday is a podcast about dark romance and monster smut. So if you're not down for weird shit, this is not the show for you. Content may include explicit sexual description, explicit language, conversations about human to human, human to monster, and monster to monster sexual activities. Masturbation, questionable consent, morally great ethics, murder out of jealousy, BDSM themes and tropes, fictional pregnancy, violence, emotional gut-wrenching story arcs, and all of the kinks. Oh, and dubious insertion of inanimate objects. We're multicultural, multipolitical, multisexual, multiracial group. We believe in inclusiveness, body positivity, bodily autonomy, and human rights for all. But we also like talking about characters getting railed by monsters and humans alike. Overall, prepare for cackling, tangents, general unhinged commentary. We're probably going to annoy the majority of the general population, but if you don't like it, instead of clutching your pearl necklace, you can just not listen. Okay, thanks, bye! She flashed a smile and returned to stuffing his creamy cock down her expectant throat. She wondered what his powdery load would feel and taste like. One hand continued to stroke his long cock as the other began massaging his balls between her fingers. She thought they tightened as he was close. Dimitri switched from grasping the sheets to tangling them in Claire's hair. He slowed her pace with pressure on her head, pushing himself deeper into her throat and holding it there longer. Claire moaned, knowing it would send him over the edge. His dick began to throb in her mouth. She could feel it coming just a second before the eruption. A cold, sharp slush shot straight down her throat, and it was both enticing and slightly painful. She could feel the crystal-like snowflakes fill her up. Like a cold slushy, it went down her throat and into her stomach. It was so hard it made Claire painfully aware of her anatomy. She could feel her esophagus freezing as her throat closed tighter around his already girthy member. Dimitri kept his hands on the back of her head, and his dick lodged deep in her throat. As the last drips of his snowy cum escaped his throbbing cock, she slowly pulled it out of her mouth, her eyes wide. Claire smirked as she massaged her jaw, watching Dimitri laid back, panting, his dick still erect. Claire climbed up to lay beside him. He invited her into his warming embrace as he wrapped his arm around her. And that was Frosted by Juno Delight. Hi, my name is Erin, and I'm reading Shrike by Carly Berrios. I'm Sarah Wan, and I'm reading Manigold by Sen Lin Yu. I'm Marie, and I'm reading Iron Flame by Rebecca Yaros. I'm Sarah Tu, and I am reading Dreaming of a Yuletide Wolf by Georgina Stringer. I'm Ivy, and I'm reading Pirate Queen of Ruin by Ash Raven. I'm Kitty, and I am also reading The Pirate Queen of Ruin by Ash Raven. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 1 of Feral Friday Podcast, Unhinged and Unbothered, a podcast where we talk about smut. I too personally hate when I'm made painfully aware of my anatomy. I prefer to not be perceived. <laughs>
there I'm is just part thinking of, of the brain freeze. <laughs> The brain the freeze, brain freeze. Oh. and I will say I per, I picked when I was like sizing up this um, excerpt to read. I did make sure it include <laughs> creamy just for you, Ivy. Oh, thank you. I actually <laughs> did notice that, and I hate that for me. <laughs> I cannot eat popsicles because my teeth mm. are like way too sensitive. So the idea of this blowjob is absolute horrifying. <laughs> Because I'm just like, I, my teeth would hurt the whole time. Right. I hate the cold and like winter and being outside in it. So all of this sounds terrible to me. I run hot. So this was mm-hmm. very yeah. appealing. Yeah, I don't know. There's something about the word slushy that, yeah. I, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. I'll take a yeah. slush puppy any day. Yeah. Are we talking like Roll them back. blue raspberry or cherry? Or I'm hoping. Or- no, Juno did not. Juno did compare it as a joke later in this excerpt Ooh. that it should be blue raz. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, it was not flavored appropriately. It, it was never not. Is. It never Which for is. the record, raspberries aren't blue and blue isn't a flavor. So if blue flavor. is a flavor. Flavor. I mean, flavor. <laughs> it happens to be my favorite flavor. My but favorite it's, purple it, it, mine, it is completely obviously. fake. Yeah, it's completely completely It's just like sour sugar. <sighs> but not lemon lime. It's Perfect. just sour sugar. It's complicated. Um, I think peppermint would have been a good flavor in this situation. That's kind I don't of know if the assumption. peppermint would have been too on point. After oh, the pumpkin true. spice latte true, true, come true. in Loud by the Pumpkin mm. King. Yeah, but, you know, if there's something to be known for, it's... Flavored cum. Fun brand flavored cum. Fun flavored cum. Fun <laughs> yeah. seasonal flavored cum available at your local Target. Yeah, but yeah. just think, like, your breath would be freshened. That's true. Um, this and is, everything. This is something all at the same time. This is something that Juno can expand out on in case they get even mm-hmm. more popular. I mean, they can brand certain related objects. <laughs> Juno, so, I would like you to please make um I want after blowjob breath freshener um yes. your brand and I want them seasonal. Like so like the Easter one's going to be peeps oh, no. obviously. <laughs> yes. Please, please. Take a How peep about, of this peep. Or like come <gasps> themed coffee creamer um oh, maybe God. something oh, like the viscosity i, I have it. something right. to show you all this sticker that i got can you see it yeah. orc nog yeah i saw that you're so small what is it, it says orc nog it says orc nog oh god <laughs> <laughs> all right i'm gonna okay. take a hold of the wheel and <laughs> so Cheers, <Matt. laughs> we are doing a very special episode today where um as I understand it, when this episode comes out, woo. it's going to be New Year's. Um, woo, congratulations. You made it to 2024. I'm so proud of you. Jesus. And somehow. I didn't think I would. <laughs> <laughs> and what we're going to talk about, instead of pressuring um, people into how to read their books, what books they should read, we are going to do a grown-up book report. So each of the six of us have selected a book that we absolutely loved in 2023 that we think you should read and the rest of the group should read in 2024. Um, There's not a ton of rules on this. We have a couple of prompts um, and we're going to do this book report like a speed round. So each of us will have a two minute timer um, to sell this book uninterrupted. 
Um, we're all going to ask questions afterwards. Decide if we're really going to, we're probably, I mean, honest to God, we're probably all going to read these books anyway. It's only six more books to add to the pile. And then we're also going to talk about um, our wins for our reading goals this past year, what we're looking forward to next year, and um, all of that jazz. Yeah. But that's what I got. What? That's me taking the wheel. And, all right. and all right. guess who's going to start got us, us back off? back on track. Thank you. Aaron. <laughs> all right. So <laughs> I got to get my notes up timer, real so quick. Don't forget and that. I, yeah, I have to start the, yeah, I'm, well, I'm going to put the timer. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do. Oh, you know what I'll do? I'll make this screen smaller. Let's see. It is hard. Internet's hard. All right. Here we go. So let me start the timer. <clears throat> so my book that I think you should all read that I read in 2023 is called Albatross by Carly Berrios. Um, this book is an audio, it's about an audiobook narrator who no normally records smut. Um, and she happens to be recording a horror like book. She accidentally mumbles a bunch of Latin has a paper cut and summons a demon. Um, I was so surprised. I originally saw this book from one, as you do on Instagram, where there's a couple of lines and you're like, oh, I need to read this. The couple of lines were quite literally, um, it was from the the man's, one of the men's perspective. It says, please, Belle, I just need, I need you to sit on it. Fuck, please. I'll be so fucking good for you. Please. It was the dude begging. Um, so there are going to be two uh, main characters. There are two different, um, two different main male main characters. There's Caspian and Fritz, um, who are now going to be mated to Belle. It is a duo. So we've got um, Albatross is the first one. Shrike is the second one. If I had to sum it up, this is going to be supernatural. But Sam and Dean aren't siblings they actually love each other and go to pound town and rather than um them uh hunting demons they are the demons and there's a religious cult that they have to break down there's a lot of witty side characters there's a lot of fun jokes um this is an audiobook narrator who has a wall of dildos on her wall and there is an education aspect where these two demons one's been around for a while one hasn't been you know he just got brought back after 200 years they learn how to play the dildos he learns about technology um this was also an 11th hour pick. I was picking something else. I read this all night in this literally in a night determined as my best book of 2023 and you should read it. And that is my time. Good job, Erin. Wow. Oh my God. Good job. <laughs> Woo, round of applause. Oh my God. <laughs> so yeah. Um, okay. I, question I, one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm my interested. My question is. Yes. It is, it's a why choose? Okay. Why choose? Um, it's also M on M. Yes, please. Okay. Any other questions? All right. Any other questions? Okay. No. Moving on. No. Our next. <laughs> oh. Oh, 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 no, I have a question. I have a question. Oh, yeah. Who's your fan cast? My fan cast. Yes. So, um, I actually was speaking to the author before this um, because I was so excited. Oh. I was reaching out. I was doing a little research. Um, as Caspian, that's the first demon you met. Um, that would be a long-haired Henry Cavill mm. um, with the dark hair, not the white Witcher. hair from um, The Witcher. Um, Belle would be Sophie oh. Turner, but in her more um, ginger hair tone. 
And Fritz would be a long, a long-haired Adam Rodriguez. Um, it, he has that long hair in Magic Mike XXL, but he is one of, I believe he's in one of the, um, the Magic like, Mike drop. Yeah, I, I couldn't remember where he had that long hair, but he was also in like the NCISs and a couple of them. But he is a Puerto Rican god, um, and that's who I would pick yeah. as my fan cast. That's what I got. I'm very down to read that. <laughs> it's, I, I'm all, I'm like halfway through Shrike right now. Um, and I just immediately like full steam ahead. It's, it's the, I didn't know I had an itch for a supernatural style thing. I think the note I really wrote a little bit of supernatural, but Charlie gets to screw both Sam and Dean without the incest for <laughs> Sam and Dean also go to pound town. Perfect. That's what I wrote. Oh, question. Yes. Um, since they're supernatural, uh, genitalia. What's oh, it like? Yes. Um, so they don't have weird dicks, but there is a size play aspect and they get Ooh, really long okay. tongues. Okay. Okay. So I would say their dicks are huge. There's nothing extra going on there, but their tongue can, they can change the size of certain parts of their body at will. So they're human facing or they could be their full-blown demon daddy selves. Um, but if they want to just be going down on her, they can just enlong their tongue. Or just their dick. Okay. That's a <laughs> nice skill to have. Right? <laughs> but yeah, no, that's my that's my book report. Okay. Is the next person Sarah ready? Warren. All right. Oh, that's okay. Yes, I'm so stressed now. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm starting the timer in three, two, one, go. My book is a series. It's The Forbidden Duet by Amelia Emerson. It is a Omegaverse reverse harem. Um, it's a very cozy romance, but it takes place in a dark universe. So you have like this dark romance meets cozy. Um, so very cozy love story, but you're dealing with trauma. You're dealing with bad government. Um, your characters are Cam. He's a cranky cinnamon roll. Ben is a goofy sex pot who likes to bake good baked goods and feed our female main character. Theo is a smart but refined emotionally available and vulnerable guy. Josie is tough as nails silly and compassionate um, but kind of a slow burn but really good sex. You get a little BDSM you get nodding, you get group sex. I would say about 7 to 8 out of 10 on the spicy scale. Part 1 ends on a cliffhanger. You just go straight into part 2. You do get a happily ever after. And there's also another book coming out um, in this universe. And a big, super big extra bonus for me is this is a child-free Omegaverse romance. So both the female main character and the pack don't want to have children. And for me, that's huge because most Omegaverse end up with a surprise pregnancy at the end. And uh, I hate that. So that's a big one for me. Um, and I love that the male main characters are emotionally vulnerable in this and, um, they're not afraid to cry. They're not afraid to share. They're not afraid to support their female main character and make sure that she gets the help that she needs because she's, uh, dealt with a lot of trauma. So, um, it's funny. Uh, it's going to make you cry. It's going to make you horny, uh, all of the things. And this one was recommended to me by Kitty and Aaron when I first joined the book club. And I love it, and I'm obsessed with it. And uh, yeah, so uh, that's it. Yay! Ooh. Yay! Great job! Great job! Yes, I yeah. love those books. Yeah. They're great. Bravo! 
Ugh. I do too. Yes. I, I do love those books. Um, I'm going to ask a question um, just yeah. for those who haven't read it. Um, is there on page abuse? Like physical abuse? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, and she, Amelia does a really good job with her trigger warnings at the beginning of the book and kind of explains what happens. Um, I would say most of the abuse is going to be verbal and it doesn't happen within the pack. Um, it happens from um, government. It happens from medical facilities that are run by the government. So yeah. I don't want to give too much away. So, but it's not, it's like, it's not. It's not long-term in the book, so. Um, Beautiful. It is, like, it's hard, but, like, she gets through it, and, like, uh, karma is a big thing. <laughs> People get what's coming to them, so that's the nice part about it, is that, like, she gets to heal, and so do the government gets to, you know, get what's coming, so. Yeah. We yeah. that. All right. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Fuck the government. Fuck the yes, government. Exactly. <laughs> Anyone have other questions? Oh, oh yeah. No, I'm going to read the, the third one. So no, I don't need to be convinced. <laughs> I just got the, I just got on the ARC Yay, for so the third one. So um, I get that in like two weeks. I'm so excited. So have yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. Oh. On to our next victim. <laughs> Who's Marie. <laughs> All right. In three, two, one, go. Um, so the series that I'm going to talk about is The Bargainer. And the first book, it's called Rhapsodic. They're by Laura Thalassa. Thalassa, I'm sorry. And don't be discouraged. I know that in the Discord, we read something else that was written by her. <laughs> it has nothing to do with that. And it is very uh, different. So I think that this one is much better. And it's essentially a dark fantasy romance between a siren and this fey king that she doesn't know is a king initially called the Bargainer that she owes like over 300 favors to. So they first meet when she's like 16. She calls on a favor. This is like the beginning of the book. She calls on a favor to help her get out of a situation he grants it and then to kind of keep her close he continues granting her favors while she's in school then something happens they're separated seven years go by she hasn't heard shit from him in seven years and he comes back to start collecting so there is uh, a few scenes where the magic that has a life of its own like the bargain calls in acts that are sexual but he does a very good job at always asking for consent and understanding that once they start, this is how it's going to go. Um, and it's kind of that faded mate with a huge age gap. It's four books. I'm running out of time and freaking out. <laughs> and it is, it's a really good book and a really good series. And I recommend that everybody reads it. And that's it. Awesome. <laughs> okay. Um, my question for you, Marie, is... What would you put it on the spice scale? One to ten. Um. Ooh. So I thought like ooh. it's three okay. out of five spicy peppers. Three out of five. Is what I had okay. given okay. it initially. Um. Tell me about their peepees. 
<laughs> oh, <laughs> of course, of course. Um, apart from the fact that it's commented that it's a decent size, um, it's relatively normal anatomy, except he does have wings. So one of my favorite scenes is them yes. fucking in the clouds. Okay. Essentially, oh, nice. among the stars, because yep. he's like the king of the night court. So, okay. okay. Yes. All right. All right. What, Sarah? I think I would say that, like, my fan cast for that, and I kind of like looked it up as well. um, I would put the male character's name is Desmond Flynn. Um, He's kind of a Henry Cavill's Gerald Rivia, kind of mixed with Damon Salvatore. Okay. Um, And I would put Emma Mackey with dark hair as Callie. Because she's a siren. She's, like, very sensual, even though oh, she doesn't Oh, okay, be. yep. I know exactly who you're talking about. Yes. She's from, like, I, I like her in Death of the Nile. Yep. Yep. And she was also she was in um, Sex Education. Yes. Yes. Yep. Ooh, I like that fan cast. Okay. I like that a lot. Yes. Yes, I don't need to be convinced much more. I, I think the, the joy of this is no, I really don't need either. to be convinced much. All right. I Who's next? Me. No. Oops. Nice Sarah. try. It's Sarah. Sarah. <laughs> 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 All right. And three, All right. two, one. Okay. Um, I've talked about these books before. I'm talking about them again. I don't have a ton of books to lean back on. So I'm talking about The Lady of Rooksgrave Manor and Company of Fiends by Catherine Moon, introduced to me, forced upon me by Aaron. Thank you so much. Um, So both of them are reverse harems and both books um, take place in the same universe. And for the first book, Lady of Rooksgrave Manor, uh, Esther is our main character. She starts as a maid. Um, her job falls apart and she needs somewhere to go. And she is introduced to Rooksgrave Manor, um, where she is a uh, an escort, I guess. I don't really know. I don't want to call her a whore, but it's like a brothel, except they're matched up on purpose. Um, and, you know, she's not just getting... I'm running out of time. I'm terrible at this. Okay. So she's got these dudes that she's matched up with. They all fall in love with her. Obviously. Um, She falls in love with all of them. They live happily ever after. Great. Company of Fiends. Same universe. It's a theater where Esther and the dudes had gone previously. Uh, But we are with Hazel, who is uh, one of the actresses of this sex theater where she's a human um, and has sex with monsters on stage. Um, She be again reverse harem she gathers her harem they all fall in love they're all besties all the dudes are besties and uh there's a little bit of a mystery component to it um not a ton of plot like not a ton of plot but enough um to kind of piece everything together and i think this is a good book or good books because it's a really good intro for people into the monster smut realm it's not too far out there it's a really good intro, and there's so much sex, and it's good sex. The end. Boom. 
I am the least succinct person you in the were world, great. and that was so Good hard. Job. Good job. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, None of you have to ask me questions because you all know these books. <laughs> I know we all know these books, but our, our listeners might not. That's true. That's true. All right. Uh, I'm going to ask the most obvious question. Um, what was your favorite? What was your favorite scene? What was your favorite? What was okay. the sex scene out of those two books that lived in your head rent free? Um. So there is a scene in Company of Fiends where basically Hazel has been like all of the slots of the show so she's been fucking all the monsters um and she's tired so her harem decides to treat her and so they let her sit in the audience and they put on a show for her um so it's just all the men loving up on each other doing their things on stage for her while she's in the audience with one of the guys and they you know have their stimulation um but Ronan and the guy, I don't know, the he's okay. Um, their little like buddy buddy relationship, like yeah. sexual relationship is top notch. It's so good. I agree. <sighs> yes. I could read a whole book about just the two of them, even though I know they're part Honestly. of the reverse harem. But yes. I would read just a book about the two of them. Yes. The In only thing missing from these books is because we have like male on male we mm. don't have any sapphic yes and you know yep i think there's room for there i think you're right yeah if we're gonna lean one yeah more, yes, please lean the other yes, way too. please all the sapphic of all the ways yeah mm-hmm. equality yep <laughs> precisely <laughs> great job yep. sarah any other do you questions? have any fan casting Ooh. for any of the characters? Uh, no, because I don't know who any actors Perfect. are because I don't watch movies. <laughs> <laughs> so, fair enough. No. Fair enough. Love Very it. on brand. <laughs> Sarah, <laughs> you and I are the exact same. <laughs> and I don't have an imagination, so like, there's, there's nothing. There's nothing. <laughs> the gerbils just running in the wheel. <laughs> So like, we had this discussion at a holiday party this weekend about how you know how some people can like visualize things really crystal clear in their mm-hmm. head and some people can't see anything at all and some people are kind of in between. Mm. I'm the fuzzy in between. Yeah. Okay. It's just kind that's of fuzzy. Fair. That's very valid. <laughs> yeah. That's valid. All right. Who is Yay, this? Ivy! Now it's me. Now, now it's you. Ivy. All right. <laughs> Yay, Ivy! All right. And three two one start i'm sparing my friends in the audience from the book that i really wanted to do and instead i'm actually going to do one that i did not dnf for those who don't know i'm a very picky reader and i dnf probably about 80 percent of the books i start so i chose to do catch me which is book one in the naughty pines series by serena song it stars our main character sadie lancaster who is a spoiled little rich girl who is um, an Omega. And it's a found family story where she goes and she meets her estranged aunt and she goes into a pack um, with some gentlemen named Hunter, Elliot, Graham, Logan, and Tristan. And now this was actually my first and only Omegaverse story so far. Um, I have not read any other Omegaverse stories 
it's something I'm interested in exploring in the future. So this book actually really stood out to me. One, because like I said, I actually finished it. And second, because it was actually like a good story. Like, <clears throat> usually when I jump into a book, the reason I DNF them is because I want them to get straight to business. Um, this one, I actually found myself enjoying this story too. And uh, the sex was a bonus. One scene in particular, I'm not going to spoil too much because I think this is one that readers should enjoy on their own, like I did. It involves the main character going out on a picnic with two of the alphas in the pack, and they have some fun against a tree. And that scene alone made me give it four out of five buckets on my rating. Um, I use buckets of cum as a rating system. And the story itself, I actually gave an eight out of 10 stars, which again, is pretty good for me. Um, I did not read any of the other ones in the series, can't speak to those, but I do highly recommend this one. Woo! Way to go, I... Nice. Yahoo! Nice. Oh, complicated, yes, yet like your rating system. I like it. I do like it. God, I love okay, it. I think it was Aaron-inspired. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question. My question. Mm. Out of the pack, who was your favorite? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, yeah, yes. so his name's Hunter. He's the, uh, the yes. alpha alpha. the grumpy one the The grumpy one the grumpy one um that scene that you referenced though that one is so hot yeah (laughs) yeah like yeah it's it's you don't really expect it i don't think in that like you could it kind of comes out of left field (laughs) you're like oh we're doing this um yeah so yeah, yeah, and it was like one. with two of the characters that are they're alphas, but they're not like they're not like the masculine hunky kind of guy that you think of. And Being then they just alpha. go and they do that, and you're like, "Holy fuck balls!" Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because they're those. T- I believe I don't it was know, Elliot yeah. and Graham. I think they're like, Elliot, a and they have yeah, they yeah, have and those two have their own out. relationship. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was male male. There, there was a lot of male male, honestly. Yes. And then yes. they yes. had obviously the group and the whole concept of like, like I said, this is my first Omegaverse. So the whole like mm. scent thing was interesting. The mm-hmm. whole like pack yeah. dynamics was interesting. Mm-hmm. And then my first. Mm-hmm. the best part about this book, I think, was the quiz that someone put in the Discord where we all found out <laughs> what we were. I did that. <laughs> And just just so all of our listeners know, I am the only alpha in this group. <laughs> that tracks. Yeah, that was a great quiz. I love that. That was amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Out of the garbage things, yeah. you say my algorithm yeah. is fucked up, yeah. but then every once in a while, my algorithm that was that quiz though. We like were that. all like, Aaron, yeah. you wrote this right? Like it literally every single question was like an Aaron question. Yes, yes, it was crazy. It wasn't me though. Wasn't there huh? in the quiz? Oh, what was that? Wasn't one yeah. of the questions involving yes. Glorp? <sighs> Yes, I think that's why we. Which is why exactly. Um, I don't have any other questions. I just fully endorse that everyone should read this book too. Agreed. 
it's I would say like it's an excellent like I think we all so far have like we all have great intros to different pocket universes like even like even two different Omega verses those are excellent intros to Monster Smut X Y and Z um, but I'm very excited to hear um, Kitty oh talk God. for two minutes about Hermione now. Yes. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Nobody's surprised. God bless two minutes. It will never be two. enough, but we're going to do our no, damn no. to get every all of the information. I believe okay. in you. I don't even need to look at the at, at our show notes to know that you're doing a Hermione. I had an idea it was the one you're about it to was do, a, but yeah, okay. All yep. right, I'm ready. Yep. Are you ready? <laughs> three, two, one, start. Okay, my top three reasons that you need to read Secrets and Masks by Emerald Slytherin. Number one, there is a dragon and her name is Narcissa. Number two, this book left me with the perfect book high. Number three, this book made me laugh, scream, want to throw up, cry, scream more, and then cry more. Okay? In that order, repeat five times. This book is like the tear your heart out, stomp on it, push it back in, sew it up, tear it out, stomp on it. But it is worth every single second. It's a very long book, but it is worth it. I loved it. Um, this is dark romance to the extreme. Uh, like every single trigger warning that you could probably imagine is in this probably at some point uh, to some degree. I have a whole list. I'd love to share it with you. Um, it is Harry Potter fanfic. So the main characters are Draco and Hermione. In this world, Voldemort won the war. So it's a very dark Voldemort wins fic. And yeah, it is incredible. It is not necessarily a happy ever after like you would think. It's like a bittersweet squint and maybe you can see the happy ever after, but it is the perfect ending for this story. And I'm a very staunch happily ever after believer. So there's that. Um, let's see. I'm going to read you a quote in 30 seconds from Draco. He says, I would do anything you ask of me. He said the words slowly as though he were trying to engrave them into her, like carving words into stone. I would butcher the entire world for you. All you need to do is ask. I would give up every treasure I have I have, or ever will have. I would carve open my chest, pull out my heart, and give it to you if you only asked me to. I would give you anything in the world that you want, but do not ask me to sit back and watch you die. The end. She did it. Wow. She did it. Did it. Wow. Woo. There was a lot more I could have said, but (laughs) sure. (laughs) All right. So can I ask? I have a question. Yeah. So are there main character deaths like Harry, Ron? Um, there are main character deaths. I will spoil anything anybody wants to be spoiled, but yes, there are Main character deaths. Harry is not one of them, though. I can say that for sure. Okay. Um, Harry um, is dead and manacled, which is usually why people ask. But that happens on yeah. page one, so that's not a spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> can I ask a very basic general mm-hmm. question? Um, mm-hmm. As somebody who is not in the Harry Potter verse, yeah. whatever, why Draco and Hermione... Like, why do they have their own subgenre? They have probably, arguably, one of the largest 
they're well, probably one of the largest ships in Harry Potter. Um, and I think part of the allure is Draco is such this like snarky. He's like the jock, right? He's like the rude jock, essentially who falls in love with the brainiac. And so it's kind of like every story you've ever read about high schoolers. Yeah. And they like, they both have so much trauma and so much hurt that they like in every story, they just have such interesting ways of like helping each other heal. And Hermione has like such this ability to forgive him. And because he was the one that wronged her probably the most in canon, like she just has this power over him to forgive him. And it's beautiful. I will say a lot of people also were very unsatisfied with Ron and Hermione ending up at the end of Harry Potter. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. And then there was actually historically like um, Tom and Emma, the actors. They had crushes on each other. um, They had crushes on each other. Um, They've talked about it in the documentaries X, Y, and Z. Um, They're actually incredibly close. And I think that there is like... The second you know this as an adult, like it's kind of, I don't know, he's kind of like the bad boy you'd pine after. Like, everyone, like, that's, I don't know, it just happens. Like, and it just, it it's written in a way where it's really played up. I think as we grow older, we get really old, like, really tired of the golden boy. Mm. And we, we want to fix him. I, I yeah. want to fix him. But I <laughs> that's also the Pisces, Aaron. Yeah. Draco is also brilliant. He's, smart. yeah, he's very smart. Yeah. So he can actually hang with Hermione on a, a brains level, whereas like Harry's kind of a moron. Um, <laughs> he kind of is like that fail forward kind of guy. So, <laughs> and same with Ron. So Hermione is with, you know, best friends with the two guys that are constantly like accidentally succeeding um, through no fault of their own. And. I'm Draco sorry, Sarah. actually smart. <laughs> that is Harry Potter slander, because I do want to just say that Harry did score above average consistently. It's Ron that's the dumbass. Yes, <laughs> that is true. Yes. Yeah. All right, now I got everybody off onto a tangent, and I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. okay. I, was saying, I have another, I have a question about the fic. Um, okay. When accessing it on AO3, how did you get it to your device? Ooh, this is my favorite. I should I'll actually make a little tutorial that we can post on the on our Instagram. So I how that, I do it. Actually. Okay, I would love <laughs> to do that for you all. Um if you download the Moby version of any fic on AO3, you do need to start with Moby if you want to have page numbers on your Kindle, okay? Then you go to this fancy little website called onlineconverter.com and you can um, change that from a Mobi to an EPUB. And then I get fancy and I add a cover, which you can also do there. And then download the EPUB version. And then I just do amazon.com slash send to Kindle. Drag and drop that. Press OK. And it shows up on your Kindle. This is so Easy. many steps. It's, it sounds like it, but it's really not. It's much easier question, than the Calibre version. What is Mobi? Uh, it's just oh, a kind of file. file. It's like a JPEG oh, or a, okay. or a yeah. dot doc. It's just the kind of file. Yeah. It's not it's, what are you talking about? It's just a file. <laughs> I, I will need a step by step with visuals. I would, pretty yes. Piece. I would love to make one for you all. Yes. Um. Uh, okay. I have I one feel more. Like such a boomer. 
have one more question. Would you say this is a good intro to Jermione Fick or is there a different one you think that people should start with soft or do you think they should go right in with Secrets of Masks? I would not say that this is necessarily an intro, a good intro to the, to the Fick, uh, to this ship. Um, as far as one that is more accessible, I would... I'll have to think about that. I know I have some, but I don't. I'd have to go look at my spreadsheet, and I don't want to do that right now. The but yes, I will. Co- I do have a spreadsheet. I've seen it. Of course you do. It's very large. It's yes, brilliant. I will post that on the um, on the on our Instagram as well. Yeah, I love that. All right, this is yeah, very dark. Well done, everybody. Did, yes, yeah. I think we all did a good job with our well book reports. I love this. I um, I think maybe you. maybe we'll we'll hear from like the listeners. Quarterly. But me, I was about to say maybe we do a quarterly Ooh. book report. I think that might be a really good idea. That would um, be fun. We did have a couple of other things to talk about. So the next thing other than book reports is we wanted to talk about what are we most looking forward to in 2024. Um, if there is a book release upcoming, um, or if there is something that is on your TBR that you know you're going to be tackling in 2024. Um, as far as for me, I talked about it um, a couple episodes ago. There is a book called Bride by Allie Hazelwood. Mm. I my very dear friend Kate. They read it. Um, they got the art copy. And um, Allie Hazelwood wrote um, The Love Hypothesis, um, that kind of women in STEM series, got the trust of her readers and her publishers, and is now writing a werewolf vampire smut, like smut, 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 palooza is what I want to say. I am so excited. I am going to, I probably will buy the digital copy of this. Um, I might actually spend the real monies on this. Um, But that is what I'm most excited about in 2024. Question. Is that one a horror book? It's not, it, the cover looks a little bit like horror. I was going to say, it um, does. But it is like, it. there's a marriage, arranged marriage like thing going on. Okay. And like, so okay. it's probably going to be a little like, because it's werewolf vampire adjacent, there will probably be some horror themes, but it is like still dark. a, it. it's okay. a monster fucker. Okay. Okay. It's a Perfect. monster fucker. Yeah. <laughs> what else is, what else is everyone else excited about for in 2024? Um, well, I mentioned before, but I'm super excited about Cherished coming out um, by Emily Emerson, which is the third book in the Luna and Soul um, universe, the Amugaverse. Um, and I will be getting an art copy in two weeks. And that one's really cool because the female main character will actually have a chronic illness. Um, so it'll be chronic illness rep um, in that one. So that's exciting. And the one of the male male main characters will be a biker daddy kind of guy. So, yay! <laughs> uh, but yeah, without the you know toxic biker gang situation. <laughs> oh yeah, we I'm don't. Excited no biker gangs. Book. No, thank you. No, I'm really excited. <laughs> I'm probably going to add that too. 
just staring down the barrel of the books I'm just preemptively adding for yeah, this, yeah. <laughs> this year. Like, oy. um, who else? Who's who's excited? I was scrolling on Instagram yesterday, and with my little eyes, saw that Ash Raven is writing a book about sharks. <laughs> Kitty, they are literally writing a shark daddy book. I mean, she's listened so, to the pod before, hasn't she? What? <laughs> she's listened to the pod before, hasn't she? Yeah, yes. I think yeah. I think they so have. Maybe yes. she, maybe Thank she's you, a, an avid listener. I don't know. I literally. Like, yeah, I literally sent the post to our Feral Fridays group chat and I was like, is Ash writing a book for me? Question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> I'm like so obsessed. I'm so excited. I'm like. We should put that as a question in our stories and see if she responds. <laughs> Kitty, I actually, I think that you manifested this. Um, I, think I might have. I think you did. I think you manifested the shark. Uh, it was not something that I was expecting to ever manifest, but I'm here for Your intuition it. is just so strong. You said Great that job. I've had sharks on the brain, and you know I what? Have... Maybe this is the reason why. It probably is. It probably is. Yeah. So, Ash Raven, please DM Kitty for any further um, <laughs> book ideas because <laughs> she's got them. She's I would got them. Please, please. Okay, next up, our reading goals for 2024. Um, this can be any sort of things. Erin, uh, you want to start us off? Um, I'd like to start off with, if you read one book a year, I'm proud of you. Oh my gosh, If you yes. read one book a day, I'm proud of you. Yeah. If you pick up and go to read anything, I'm proud of you. Um, that yeah. being said, I am a strong practitioner of active avoidance. Um, I'd like to say that as a pre-warning. Um, as of today, when I wrote the show notes, um, it was different. I'm going to give you a live as of the recording day. My reading goal for 2023 was 160 books. Um, last year in 2022, I did like, I don't know, like, I think I did 170, I think. And this, okay, so I set myself for 160. As of today, I've read 213 books. Oh, um, God. Oh, my goodness. Yes, like I said, I That's am amazing, a practitioner of active avoidance. Um, I have a partner who I love very, very much, but he snores like the Dickens. Um, <laughs> and I also have insomnia, which I'm working on um, in the best possible healthy way. But um, I definitely practice escapism. I don't log a book unless it's over 200 pages um, generally. Um, but I will talk about it. So next year I am upping my goal since I up my goal from 2022 to 2023. I'm going to set it to 165. Um, oh, sorry. No, I am misreading this. I'm setting it to 200. I don't think I'm going to meet it next year. Um, well, 2024, just because I am trying to buy a house <laughs> so we'll see how that wiggles out um as far as stress levels in time but i'm looking to at least meet what i've read um this year i definitely had a little more downtime i've changed careers x y and z um work from home now 
And so I'd like to do, uh, currently, I'm going to come out on top in uh, 2023, but we'll see how 2024 wiggles out. Yeah. Nice. That's what I got. Well, I did a rough count and I read 50 books this year. Woohoo! Way to go. I know. I read a lot of them at the beginning of the year when I had super high anxiety. Mm. I was not medicated for it. (laughs) Got medicated, stopped (laughs) reading, but then joined our book club and then started reading voraciously again for Mm -hmm. purely for fun. So, um, so I would like to plan to read a hundred books in 2024, um, with a plan for the majority of them being 200 pages or more. Um, so kind of going for like a 20,000 page count for the Mm -hmm. year. So nice. love that. That's pretty yeah. good. We love yeah, that. Yeah, so if they're less than 200 pages, then, you know, they can still count as long as they hit that 20,000 page. I like that. Uh, I like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit of wiggle room just in case. But yeah, yeah I don't Yay. ever think I've set a reading goal. So I'm kind of excited about that. Um, I'm unless excited there was for kids you. involved in elementary school. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Which, you know what? Maybe we can just do a virtual pizza party at the end of next year to celebrate. I would love that. Are you going to be nice? Okay. Yes, I respect the pizza party, but are we blowing past Crab Rangoons that quickly? I was going to say. Oh, oh. Let's do a Crab Rangoon party. I was going to say. Like a virtual Crab Rangoon party. I love that. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. That's amazing. Marie? So, um, I... tallied up and I have read 59 books so far and I'm working through another two that I should finish before New Year's so I've decided to go with a nice round number of 100 for next year (laughs) we love it great number Sarah too what about you so I've never had a reading goal before Um, I have no idea how many books I read this year because I didn't keep track (laughs) so I figured out try a hundred books too and i have no qualifiers for that of that page count or anything Mm -hmm. um i always was an avid reader i kind of fell off the horse um you know i kind of got stuck in outlander world for a few years that that happens so good yeah I read Outlander three times in a row back to back, and like that was that was the only book I read was Outlander three times. Respect. In a row. I love so, I love that universe. So, uh, I still have to read the last one again because I don't remember a goddamn thing that happened. Oh. Um, but I want to read a hundred books. Um, I'm excited to be back in the game after popping out a kid and all that, um, and you know having the time to do it. It's really helped my libido. So. Amen. Appreciate as well. Very important. Um, and I also just want to tackle my nonfiction pile that I have growing because you know I go to the witch store and I'm like, this one looks good, and now I've yes. done that 15 times and haven't yep. touched a single one. So <laughs> I got to open those. We can work on those together. Because <laughs> yes. those are on my to be read list as well for next year. <laughs> yeah, same. I love it. Um, Ivy, what about you? So I don't keep track of how many books that I read. Um, if, if I had to guess, I'd, I've surpassed over 200 this year, but I really have no idea. Mm-hmm. I think my biggest goal is actually next year 
to not buy any books. I'm going to tackle my TBR. And if I do get the itch, I'm going to go to the library and yes. stop spending money on books. I love it. The library is the only good part of the United States government. <laughs> it's the only place you're allowed to exist without spending. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Right. I love it's the library. Amazing. And that's why they try to shut it down. Yep. <laughs> I won't let them. That's why we got to support our local libraries. Get your library yes. card. Give them a visit. They have an amazing collection. For the Download part. Libby. Libby. Download Libby. Libby. Yeah. It helps a lot. If you, also, if you can't get hoopla. to the get there or hoopla, if you can't get yes. to the library, you have an asshole cat like me um, who shreds books and then you have to pay for the book either way because <laughs> they've destroyed the library book. Um, <laughs> Libby, Libby yeah. and invest in <laughs> as Ivy's showing us her beautiful, her beautiful baby. Um, they have the best cat. Yeah, go download Libby, download Hoopla. Um, digital versions go a really long way because the library still has to purchase that book and um, then you can have access to it for free and then you can also send in suggestions to your local library. There's usually a very nice librarian who probably reads the same things as you do and just needs someone from the public to ask for the library to buy that book so they can also read it. Yes. Um, very exactly. I request like every book in Libby all the time. Yeah, <laughs> like and you can do that in Libby. Like notify me when you know to ask for yeah. the notify me in Libby. That's you requesting a book. So, mm-hmm. like I can't tell you how many times I've been done the notify me, and within two weeks that book is available. So that's, that's amazing. amazing. Yeah, even if you're like I'm gonna go buy it because I can't wait to read this because it's for a book club. Like still like request it because then it'll be available for the next person. So. Mm-hmm. And then the author gets the royalties and yada, yada, yada. It works out. Love it. A lot of libraries not only do books, but they do movies, CDs, Mm -hmm. and some libraries do home appliances that you can check out and Um, use. This is true. (laughs) Some libraries also do national park and state park passes. You can literally check out a pass to go to national parks. Yep. I've got museum passes for a local museum. Please go to your libraries. Yeah. Yeah. So my reading goals for 2024, this year, my reading goal was 95 books. I read 75 last year. Um, I found Ice Planet Barbarians (laughs) in February, (laughs) which means that I had read 95 books by the middle of (laughs) May. Yep. So, this so, is your <laughs> this was that was my whole life derailed. Uh huh. So I'm at 231 books for the year so far, and that's gonna go up some more. It's fine. So I'm fine. Is your only extremes here, Kitty? Are you okay? <laughs> yes. Blink twice if everything's yeah. fine. Do you, did you consider? Did you consider I, debt of time one book, or did you separate that? I should have separated it because Kitty. it's like twenty eight hundred pages long. <laughs> That's <laughs> four books, Kitty. I, Jesus Christ! Secrets That's and why I'm doing a like, page count for next year. Secrets <laughs> and Masks is like twelve hundred or eighteen hundred. Um, I at so in my spreadsheet, my master spreadsheet that I have for fanfic, <laughs> I've read over four million words. 
since September. And one of my friends did the math and he was like, that is the equivalent of reading the Lord of the Rings series eight times. Oh my my God. So that's how much fan fiction I have read since September. It's fine. We don't need to it's talk fine. about it. It's fine. You also practice active <laughs> avoidance. Welcome. I do. I also don't sleep well. So insomniac, mm-hmm. I do not have a partner. I do not have children. I do have a dog. So, you know, I'm just, and my job is very, I read at work. So that's all I do is read. <laughs> anyway, so next year, I don't plan on rereading Ice Planet Parbarian. So... My goal is just going to be a hundred books. I don't okay. see myself reading. All right, unless some again. other we'll see you in March. enters the chat. Yeah, <laughs> I mean we have Hermione still, so there is that, and it is an unlimited. The world is my oyster. Um, I did just send Kitty a bunch of Hermione fics the other day. Yeah, <laughs> just feeding the habit. So good. I am. I'm an enabler. Yeah. I have to I keep know. my cult leader happy. They are. Love Thank it. you. Um, um, other things, I am also planning on doing a no spend year next year um, and trying to tackle my physical and digital owned TBR. Um, oh, except for like, one. but I'm the, still going to have Kindle Unlimited. Yep. Right. So digital though, fine. I have, I, I'm going to actually amend <sighs> mine. I want to try to, I've been actually I've been so slowly many. working on the last two stuff your Kindle days and working mm. that down and then deleting yeah. them from my Kindle as I go. That's a good um, idea. I'm not worried about space. Um, I want to support yeah. these small indie um, authors, so I have to actually read them to do the support part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. My God. Okay. Um, so, so the last segment we have to get you ready for your January is um, the other top three reads of your 2023 that you'd recommend. Um, obviously there's a lot of books that we all read collectively. Um, some of the same, some of the different, um, I think that yeah, I can see that, see here, I'm like, obviously the heavy hitters SJM is on the list, <laughs> yep. um, but we, I think as a group, we discovered a lot of other really cool, small writers, um, yeah. for me. I'm going to put my pitch in for my one sports romance. Um, <laughs> go team. Go team. Um, I loved Pucking Around by Emily Rath. So this one. I like the made, title. I know, right? It made its um, debut through TikTok. It is a reverse harem. Um, it's three hockey dudes, one gal. It's M on M, M on female. Um, there is pregnancy involved. Um, there's also like sports. This is, I, I think I had mentioned on their podcast on like on an earlier episode, I'd like sports romance, but only like hyper specific if it's hockey or rugby, this is a hockey one. Um, the other is actually what I originally was gonna do my book report on, um, is going to be the bat black bear clan books by Zoe Ashwood. So that is her orc protector, her orc warrior. Um, Zoe's actually come out with three more books since the first four that I think we read as a group, which I am going to be reading very soon. Um, it's a great intro. If you're for, um, it's a great way to slide into monster smut. Um, if you're interested in orc otherworldly, kinds of things um i think each of those first four books because i've only read the first four i'm going to be reading the other ones really um expresses how to get into monster fucker 
Um, and the last one is Phantom by Greer Rivers. Um, I loved this book. This was the Phantom of the Opera um, dark romance book that we read. Um, I had, we had on the list for November. I read all three. The third one is what I did my awful Boston accent. Um, cold open from. Yes. <laughs> um, I've read Greer also does a really long series um, before this one that is um, a kind of military adjacent one where like the a bunch of military dudes own a security firm you know hijinks extreme hijinks and drama ensues um i ripped through those that's what got me introduced to greer um but i the phantom really spoke to me but those would be my other top three picks of 2023 awesome nice for me i have pen pal by jd geisinger um and that's dark romance and mystery and has some pretty heavy BDSM um, elements, and I loved it. And next would be Tame Me by Serena Song, which is actually the second, actually the third book in the series that Ivy was talking about for their book report. Um, I actually skipped the second book, <laughs> but I went to Tame Me, um, and I really liked that. Um, so Omegaverse, Reverse Harem. Um, uh, yeah, and then um, Bound to the Battle God by Ruby Dixon. And that was one that Aaron recommended to me. And I just finished that one, gosh, like last week, I think. Really good. And I'm looking forward to reading the rest of the series um, with the other gods. So... Nice. Yeah. Ruby Dixon. I know. And this one's it's a not great other Ruby series like Megaverse. It's just very interesting very interesting concept. Yep. So I, I really I, I really liked yet. it a lot. I'm gonna read the um last two. Those are also I'm gonna be compiling my next year an actual list. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Love it. So from my reads for from this year that I recommend um I would definitely say A Court of Thorn and Roses was a fucking roller coaster ride of emotions <laughs> the whole series all through Silver Flames I recommend all of them um The Company of Fiends by Catherine Moon which in turn gets you reading Lady of Rooksgrave so definitely go there and from my um not smut <laughs> section uh, I recommend the storyteller Tales of Life and Music by Dave Grohl. If you like Nirvana, you like the Foo Fighters, he documents his life and how he's balanced everything from watching his friends die to raising his daughters in the middle of doing tours to putting family first to what is important in life. Um, it was a really nice story and narrated by him, the audiobook. Um, so that was pretty cool. Oh, oh nice. I love that. Nice. Oh, okay, I would I would listen to that. I love Dave. My dad loves Dave Grohl. I would. Who doesn't love Dave Grohl? He's such a nice guy. <laughs> That's a good man. <laughs> okay, Sal. Sarah, what you got for us? All right, I'm going to keep it simple. Um, because, again, I just kind of jumped back into reading, like, the second half of this year. Um, so I don't have a ton on the list. But... Agreeing with Marie, uh, the Court of Thorns and Roses series. Um, I read one through five, devoured them, 
I honestly went into Court of Silver Flames, the last one, thinking I wasn't going to like it, like I was going to be over it. That was not the case. Um, (laughs) Big fan, big fan. Um, I'm waiting in the Libby app for the Throne of Glass and the Crescent City (gasps) series to come up. Um, Like the second Crescent City book already came up for me and I was like, no, I need to read the first one. So I had to delay that one and wait for the first one to come up. Um, But I'm excited to read those um, because I really liked Akatar Mm -hmm. for what it was. Um, the other book that I'm going to say is going to be Braiding Sweet Gat, Sweet Grass, let me not butcher the title, um, with my speech impediment, by Robin Wall Kimmerer, Kimmerer, oh, that's a tough one for my impediment, <laughs> Braiding Sweet Grass, <laughs> listen to the audiobook if you can, because she narrates it. And it just, like, it hits you. I cried several times. I would listen to it while I did yard work. So I was the weirdo crying in my front yard, like, trimming bushes. Um, But a very good book, nonfiction, and it really helps change your perspective on a lot of things, like how we do things as a culture, uh, how we treat nature, how nature works together, and motherhood, um, if you are a mother. Um, and it really just kind of wraps everything up in a really beautiful way. Love that. Love that. I know. I actually, I have Braiding Seacrest and I haven't read it yet. So that oh, Aaron, I think I'm going to read it again. Like it's going to be one I keep going back to. Mm-hmm. I love that. So Braiding Sweetgrass is actually my favorite book. And I also own it. I own two versions of it. And I also have the audio book. And I don't listen to anything else while I walk. I've listened to the audiobook through probably eight times in a row. Oh, wow. Oh my God. It's amazing. It's so good. It's every, yeah, every single time I listen to it again, I there's a different part that sticks out to me. And I love that about that book, especially. Um, favorite book ever, hands down. Um, but for me, my top three of the year, two of them were actually fan fiction. Um, one of them, our cult leader, Kitty, did recommend to me A Debt of Time by Shailani. Um, the other one is also a classic, and my, fo- my first uh, wolf star was actually All the Young Dudes by Miss King Bean 89. And then finally, my favorite book probably of the year, A Day of Fall and Night by Samantha Shannon. Um, that is an excellent book. It's a prequel to Priory of the Orange Tree, which is one of my favorite fantasy books of all time. It's sapphic. It's it's just perfect. Like, A Day of Fall and Night is actually better than Priory. Never thought I'd say that, but it, it was. And it's really good. And I like it by the title alone. Kitty's yeah, laughing yeah. because I don't think she's read it yet, and she needs it. It's I so good. It. I'm also so, so upset I didn't know that you had read All the Young Dudes. That one is on my list. I have not read it yet. And I need to. Kitty. Okay. You have to promise me. I read A Debt of Time for you. You have to read all the young dudes for me. I will read it for you. I will. Thank you. I love this. Okay. So my other top three were The Debt of Time. Also, uh, it was... It, like, left me in a... It changed. I don't know. It did things to me. (laughs) It... 
Yeah, that book was, uh-huh, uh-huh. That was the really, really long one. Recommend it. Please read it. It's so good. It's a Sir Miney time travel. Uh, so good. And then Lady of Worksgrave Manor was also on my list. Um, just top tier. Top tier. And then I just read one, finished it this weekend, called The Consort or Consort of Fire by Kit Rosha. And it's Dragon Shifter, Magic, Spice, uh, the audiobook. It's on Kindle Unlimited. And if you borrow it in Kindle Unlimited, you also get the audiobook in Audible. So go get it and listen to it. Right it is <laughs> top tier. It, it, it was so good. And I've read a lot of books this year. So it just went right up to the top. Uh, <laughs> highly recommend. And it's a reverse harem. Oh, although, wait, wait, it's with two girls and a guy. Is that still reverse harem? Yeah. 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 Uh, no, that's regular harem. Just regular. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> reverse, regular. reverse harem. It's Una reverse twice harem. It's kind of like, it's, it's like the, the princess sort. with a guy and a girl, but they it's all It's a plus two together. instead of a plus four. If we're talking Uno cards. <laughs> sure, Aaron. <laughs> There's three I, total. Be on the cover art for this episode. Someone's a threesome. I guess it's, me. it's a threesome. Yes, but you're yes. saying that the female uh-huh. female the main character is the ringleader. Yes, so to speak. Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm not that sickness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's not like it's different. An emperor. With a harem of subservient women. No, like he which is, is a traditional harem. Yeah, yeah, no, it's not quite like that. Like he is a god. So like he does but he's not he's not the one leading everything. Okay. Like he's in charge, but he's not in charge. The princess is in charge. <laughs> <laughs> She's the one that everything revolves around. So whatever that would be. Just read it. Okay. Thank you. All right. Great. Yeah. All right. Yeah. This is so good. Wow. I love hearing all of us. I know we all feel very passionately about some of the books we read, but um, all of us like um, speaking fondly about the books we really loved, um, I think is a delight, a little bit different than our normal episodes. Um, <laughs> we're going to be sharing quite a bit of content. Um, obviously I'm, I'm going to make some reels with all of these books and all the authors so you can find them. If anyone has any questions about the books or wants a more thorough trigger warning or like um, one of us to give a synopsis about one of us that one of the books that we talked about, obviously shoot us a DM, send us an email. We are very excited to talk about it and tell you about why we love these books. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'd like to also just pointedly say that just because you didn't mention a book that we've talked about in the past, didn't mean it wasn't our favorite. These are just our tippity top of his favorites. Um, we only had two minutes. We and only that. Had two yeah. <laughs> and it was really hard to pick top favorites. Yeah. Yes. Like, yes. Mm-hmm. like I said, mine was an 11th hour change. I changed it the today, the day of the recording, after it's- I stayed up all night to read Albatross. And I was like, holy shit. This is it. Um, yeah, I don't often have that uh, religious moment. <laughs> the epiphany. But, 
Yeah. Uh, not yeah. me. Freaking one brain cell that I share between this <laughs> podcast up here. <laughs> um, yeah. It is your week with the brain cell this week, Erin. I did send it over. Thank you. FedEx dropped it off this morning. <laughs> <laughs> FedEx doing the Lord's work. Oh, to the neighbor's uh, house, I had to go get it. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it, was only an, it was only a mile away. <laughs> Uphill in the snow. But yeah, no. Um, yeah. Happy New Year to everyone. Happy, love happy New Year. Happy Good ready. 2023. 20, goodbye, 2024. Yeah. 2024, let's go. We are all let's proud go. of you. <laughs> we are all proud of you for any books you read. <laughs> At all. Audiobooks um, or books. Audiobooks or books. Fix or books. Yep. Um, sometimes you got to read with your eyes shut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just like- <laughs> <laughs> so you're the books that I reading my dreams count because yeah, that's definitely happened did i not just dream about a whole book yes, you did. i want someone to write i yeah. had a dream about a book i want someone to write um well that'll be a different little sub story i'll save that for later <laughs> about the plot of a book i want someone to write I dropped <laughs> it. Oh but yeah no thank you everyone yeah. there thank we are have a happy new year happy new Bye. year Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Feral Friday podcast. Join us every Friday for unhinged shenanigans, books, games, and more. You can find us on Instagram at Feral Friday Pod. Did you know we have a website? Visit us at www.feralfridaypod.com. Make sure to give us a like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like us to cover a particular book or series, please send us an email at beferal at feralfridaypod.com. Happy reading. Feral Friday.